Welcome to the first ever episode of Film Schools, What We Learn When Cinema Goes to School, the special Test Scotland podcast series for the summer. In each episode, we speak to a teacher about film or a series of films where a school features memorably and look at what it gets right about school, what it gets wrong, and if there might even be some ideas real life teachers could apply in their own classrooms. I'm Henry Hepburn, Scotland editor at TES, and my guest today is John Rutter, head teacher at Inverness High School. John, we're starting with something fairly obscure for the first episode. The series of films you want to talk about make up the little known Harry Potter series. Welcome to Hogwarts. So you're a head teacher yourself, obviously. If you could boil it down to a sentence, how would you summarise Hogwarts as a school? Well, it's basically a, a very posh, stereotypical um, British boarding school, with, complete with spires. But um, it appears to be free, which is not, not like most British public schools. And there don't appear to be any entrance criteria, apart from the fact you have to be a wizard. But you, you can be an absolutely rubbish wizard and still yeah. get in. Yeah, it's uh, quite inclusive, I guess. Um, now, you wrote, John, you wrote a piece for us back in 2020 where you reflected upon what Hogwarts gets right about teaching and what it gets wrong. If we start with what it gets right, this might not take all that long because you didn't have a whole lot on your list. But let's focus on the positives anyway. What does Hogwarts get right? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've obviously, I've had quite a lot of time to think about this, yeah. listening to the audio books and... Um, you know, the, the children, they do get a bit annoyed when I just put in and say, well, that wouldn't happen, you know, because uh, it just wouldn't be allowed. Um, but there, there are, you know, it's got small class sizes. I'll, get, I'll give it that. It's, that seems to be quite good. And that's something that most teachers would be uh, very thankful for. There's not a lot of behavioral issues, though there, there don't appear to be, at least not inside uh, the classrooms anyway, because, I mean, if any teacher can turn you into a frog, I suppose you could behave uh, a lot better um, and the, the outdoor learning opportunities are, are, are brilliant I'm, I'm very keen on outdoor learning so um, uh, I, I could save it for you know for the for the what, what does it get wrong but you know I don't they, they do these outdoor learning opportunities but I would seriously question their risk system. Yeah, you, you you also mentioned as well that the people do seem pretty happy when their life's not in imminent danger on the other hand, you do have a few concerns. I don't know where you want to start, but in the piece you wrote for us last year, you said near the start that you were concerned about recruitment policies or perhaps the lack of any discernible recruitment policy. Do you want to talk us through that? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think any any uh, senior management in a, in a team in, in a school that would tell you that you know the, what, the thing that you have to get right is recruitment. And you know, I don't think um, Hogwarts have really got a handle on this. Really, they they employ a lot of unqualified um, teachers. There, do, there don't seem to be any kind of qualifications needed in the wizarding world to be to be a teacher. Um, but then you go to a school and you're instantly called a professor, which I would have thought the, the wizarding universities would get quite annoyed about for a start. Um, so there, there, there are lots of unqualified teachers. They, they give jobs to every, everybody, completely unsuitable people. I, I don't, you know, I, I wouldn't, want to particularly single out any any uh, particular teachers, but they, the, the gamekeeper gets gets promoted well above his grade, I would say, uh, to become a teacher. And and uh, he as a failed student, he's then called professor. And I don't I don't really understand that at all. So there is no interview panel, or we, we, I, I, it probably maybe there is, but we don't see it. I don't suppose it would be very interesting in the books. But um, 
uh, the head teacher seems to be able to just wander around and offer all his chums jobs as and when as and when takes his fancy. I, it's, some of them, without a doubt, they do have fantastic subject knowledge, but um, the the art and craft of teaching is beyond them. I would say. If you don't mind, I wouldn't mind reading a little extract from your piece. It does raise a serious issue in that here in Scotland, we do have a regulatory body to maintain teachers' professional standards. And you make a serious point that perhaps in the wizarding world, an equivalent body would be useful for Hogwarts. So this is what you wrote. With no regulatory body, it appears that anyone can become a teacher, rather like in England. Bloke with the most evil dark lord of all time grafted onto the back of his head? Check. Overbearing self-publicist and notorious liar? Check. Fraudulent psychic? Check. And that's just three Hogwarts staff who'd never make it past the steely glare of the General Teaching Council for Scotland. Absolutely, absolutely. They may well get into teaching in England, I think, but, you know, not, not, not up there. Yeah, of course, England obviously did away with its General Teaching Council about 10 years ago. So, uh, staffing ratios at Hogwarts are pretty bizarre, you reckon. Tell us about that. I did some quick calculations and... Um, I think I came up with, you know, there'd be, what was it? It's about 240, 200, 280 pupils in the school, I think. And um, I could only ever count up to about seven or eight teachers. So the staffing ratios are, are, are well above any any kind of norm that we would accept. I think, you know, you're looking at maybe one one to 30 pupils. And, and I, I don't understand how that works. And I really don't understand how it works when it comes to timetabling either, because... They, 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 such few teachers could not be teaching all these classes, at least not within, you know, your 22 and a half hours a week. So I do, I do have some issues there about, you know, the, 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 the way in which the school is run. I wonder if there's maybe some sort of hierarchical system for Hogwarts staff. Maybe we're basing our view on the te teachers that we see at the head table during meals in the Great Hall. But maybe there's some sort of performance-based system. The only, only the top-rated teachers get to go to dinner, while the others are scraping miserably out of a Tupperware box in their quarters. I think there's there's a there's a ghost teacher who's really really yeah. boring. Everyone finds yeah. really boring. I, I presume he doesn't need sustenance. Yeah, so well, maybe he's not. Probably doesn't turn up for dinner. Your attention, please. Let the feast begin. So I'm almost reluctant to go into this because Harry Potter obviously has some particularly dedicated fans and this might seem a little, little provocative but Dumbledore's reputation as a, a very caring teacher very perceptive about people's needs highly emotionally intelligent when you actually set that against his overall record you have a few issues with his leadership yeah I do I, do, I think you know he's he, he doesn't seem to keep much of an eye on his staff you know mm. he, he does employ people who are really not suitable to be in the classroom I think um you know, we're looking at uh, Professor Snape, for instance, who, who, is, who is an obvious bully who hates mm. children and uh, bullies them mercilessly. And they, uh, you know, we're always told as teachers he shouldn't have favourites, and he undoubtedly does have favourites. And you know, I think um, again, in his past, I would think there are probably, um, as a former Death Eater, um, he probably would not get through at your average PVG, or you would hope not. Anyway. <laughs> um, but Dumbledore, you know, just goes ahead and employs him anyway. And, yeah. and I, I don't think Dumbledore, he doesn't seem to teach either. I think, yeah. I know when, when you get to be a head teacher, you probably don't teach too much, but I would have thought the odd cover class wouldn't be maybe <laughs> on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. even seem, seem to turn up for them. Again, maybe I'm reading too much now and cover classes wouldn't be very interesting to write about. <laughs> no, they, they just, 
adds to the, the 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 general kind of feeling that it's not somewhere I would want to send my children. In terms of pedagogy, I mean, we're we're well used to the debate in Scotland about is the school experience too narrow? Is it too exams focused? But I think it's fair to say that it's supremely wide-ranging and holistic compared to the very traditionalist and fairly narrow approach in Hogwarts, which is perhaps reflected in the, the rather limited job opportuni- opportunities for witches and wizards that you identify, which are, uh, which you boil down to three, working in a shop, working in the Ministry of Magic, or just going back to the school where you were a pupil and working there. Yeah, yeah, no, that seems to be it. I don't, I don't I, you know, they, they don't seem to do, they don't have postmen, all the owls do that. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the cooking's all done by, um, uh, not goblins, what are the other ones? I don't remember what they're called. Dobby's one. Uh, elves. The elves, yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't, they don't need that. And there's no, there's no construction work that goes on in, yeah. in, in the wizarding world. They just wave a wand and it all gets yeah. built. So, yeah, so, so it's, yeah. vocational skills not really... No, no, the no. no. <laughs> care, care of magical creatures. That's yeah. about the only vocation I think that they, that they have, isn't it? And what about your biggest concern, which I guess we could sum up as safeguarding? I should say I'm working my way through the Harry Potter books with my daughter and have just read the scene where Hagrid somewhat recklessly introduces the hippogriff to his class. Buckbeak! Health and safety don't seem to be much of a consideration. I'm not convinced any semblance of a risk assessment was carried out. But it is pretty typical of an approach to safeguarding you could quite reasonably describe as lax, I think. Yeah, yeah. Laissez-faire is a, would not even begin to describe it. So for a start, you know, no, no one in, in Hogwarts uh, at the start of a lesson has ever taken a register. So, you know, the, the potential for missing children there is, is extreme. And, you know, it, would, it wouldn't be beyond the bounds of any, any self-respecting wizard to come up with some kind of alternative to CMIS. I would have probably involving owls. Sorry, maybe uh, for our non-Scottish listeners, if you could just explain what CMIS is. Yes, sorry, sorry. <laughs> CMIS is our um, um, management information system. So yeah. uh, classes are registered at the start of every period. And, and, you know, that's what we would expect that teachers to know who are who are in their class at the start of every period and maybe they make a mental note but that that's not that's not good enough when in any kind of accountability but uh, it, it it just you know just kind of illustrates what goes on in the school there's there's there are plenty of lessons that end up with um, multiple injuries the, the one that you mentioned with with the hippogriff uh, results in a broken arm um there are so many you know, broken bones and potential for danger. You, you let um, these big dark, I don't know, but for anybody who hasn't seen it, you know, you've got these dementors that, that are let on site periodically that suck out people's souls and there doesn't seem to be any way to combat them. And I, I just don't see, you know, how that kind of approach is, is at all appropriate. And I, I would be, but no, none of the parents seem to care. Yeah. The parents are, they, they, they there's some kid who gets um, arrives in a or Harry and, and and his mate arrive in a in a in a car, uh, a flying car obviously, and the, the 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 flying car gets beaten to death by a tree, and and uh, and, and his parents all they can do is moan about the fact that he's nicked a car. I don't, obviously, nicking a car is not a good thing, but I would be more concerned about the fact, you know, that I'm letting my children into an environment where where they can be killed by a tree. And tell me, uh, is there is there 
a small part of you that just on some days, occasionally, wouldn't wish to have a few Dementors to call upon in the school corridors? <laughs> yeah, and a few of those trees, actually. Yeah, no, 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 that's probably true. That's probably true, yes. Yeah, that, that would yeah give us a whole new approach to behaviour management in the school. And taking everything we've talked about, what's the best teaching tip you get from Hogwarts? Maybe it's more what not to do than what to do, but what, what's the one big takeaway for you? I think on a positive note, the the only thing that I would say is that it, you know, if you, if you if at all possible, employ werewolves, because uh, although there is a, there, there is a potential to be a children to be eaten, they they do seem to make the best teachers. Uh, they do seem to ge generally more caring. So, okay, so em that would be my my one tip. Empathetic werewolves, great. And if you could recommend one CPD program or training session that Hogwarts staff could really benefit from, what would that be? Well, any kind of safeguarding and child protection legislation, you know, to talk would be would be good for a start, I think. But I mean, there's so many. It's something about building positive relationships with your with your pupils would be useful. Um, something about gaining getting pupil voice. Uh, and just simple things that you know we've done for for years in Scotland, like active learning um, and 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 cooperative learning, would be would be quite useful. They do occasionally, you know, work in working groups, but uh, normally because it takes three people to handle a dangerous mandrake rather than for any kind of uh, leadership opportunities or, or group learning that that might pr present. And just lastly, you finished your piece for us last year by saying you weren't too sure whether Hogwarts was a place you want to send your own children. But I know it's appealing for some school leaders to go into a struggling school and turn it around. So what do you reckon? Would you be up for parachuting in or, or riding in on a broomstick to transform Hogwarts? Do you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but there are a few things. For one thing, the teachers all seem to work in the holidays, right. which, is, uh, mm. which is not ideal. Mm. Um, the food seems to be pretty good. Mm. And it, it seems to be that the wizarding world, you can eat as much as you like, and it is almost impossible to get fat. Which is quite, which is, that, that does quite appeal to me. Uh, I, I'm assuming the accommodation is okay. It might be a bit drafty, but the the, the beds uh, seem quite comfortable. Um, but you know, the the lack of collegiality, I, I would find a bit um, disappointing. I don't, I don't think staff uh, don't seem to get on on a, on a on a personal level. At least some of them, uh, particularly well, um, and. I have no idea about the rates of pay, of course. That would be one thing that you, you would need to look at, I think, before you went there. It's perhaps all academic anyway. I'm presuming you're a muggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, that hadn't even occurred to me, actually. But, you, you know, sometimes you, you, need, you need to bring in a bit a different perspective to leadership teams. And I think maybe... Maybe that is their problem, well, and maybe they need a few more well, muggles. Well, perhaps rather than studying muggles from afar, muggles should actually be appointed at Hogwarts to provide a different perspective of things. Could be some thought-provoking peer-to-peer learning going on there, you'd, you'd have thought. Oh, there we go, and see a sequel. Well, thanks very much, John. That was, that was great, really great fun. Um, clearly, there are some profound concerns about Hogwarts on all sorts of levels, but maybe one or two things teachers can learn from Wizarding's foremost school too. Today's episode of the Tez Scotland podcast was written and hosted by Henry Hepburn. If you enjoyed the episode, there's more Tez coverage available on our website. And for a limited time only, you can get three months access to our new digital magazine for just £3. 
that will get you anytime, anywhere access to read all of the latest education news, research and analysis. As much as you want, all in one place. Head over to tez.com forward slash store forward slash tez dash discount to get yours. 